Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. This is the first of two episodes that is coming out this morning. We're going to be talking about both slates of DFS college football this weekend. Whether you're playing on DraftKings or FanDuel, we got both slates covered. This episode is going to be talking about Friday's slate, and then the next episode that comes out later this morning is going to be Saturday's slate. Really consider just making one big long episode, but I feel like the Friday slate, there's enough to talk about. There's enough interesting things going on that I can make this its own episode. And then if you want the information for Saturday, then you can go check it out on the other episode. Just a little bit easier to find that way. So as a reminder, if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And... If you want extra stats and facts that sometimes I don't get to on the podcast, or you have any start, sit, or lineup questions, follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I'm more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. Now, college football season is coming to a close. So if you've been here with us all college football season, first off, I do appreciate it. Second off, if you're playing any other sports, Daily Fantasy, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, maybe you do prize picks, you know, whatever. I've got you covered here on the podcast. You know, we've got college basketball episodes coming out. We're going to be talking NBA here on the podcast very soon, and we still do our NFL episodes weekly as well. So if you've been here for college football, if you've been here with us, find another sport that you enjoy. Find another sport to listen to here on the podcast. I promise you won't be disappointed. We do everything the same way here. All right, so that does it for the intro. Let's go ahead and start talking about Friday Night Slate. We've got two very interesting games to talk about. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So the two Friday games that we've got going on are actually both really intriguing. So it is a small game slate, and so generally speaking, when you have two or three game slates on FanDuel and DraftKings, the winner, like the you know the best lineup, the one that wins all the money, ends up being a lineup that you know overloads on one game as opposed to the other. And so looking at this slate, the question is, which one? Because the Conference USA Championship game, we've got Texas San Antonio, aka UTSA, and then we've got North Texas. And the last time these two played, UTSA won 31-27, 58 total points scored. And this game has an over-under of 68. The Pac-12 game, Utah versus USC, has an over-under of 67 points. And the last time those two teams played, 85 total points were scored. So we've got a lot of scoring and... Really, we've got a lot of options. Like, I don't recall a two-game slate having two games that had this high point totals where both of the games were that high. All right, so let's start by breaking down the UTSA and North Texas game. So UTSA's quarterback, Frank Harris, has been a criminally underpriced quarterback on DraftKings all year long. Fan know he's more appropriately priced. And when you look at his game log, he's got four games over 40 points and only two games under 20 points. He's been a very consistent option who has the ability to hit his ceiling. And last time he played against North Texas, he had 24 fantasy points. So I absolutely have no problem trotting out UTSA's Frank Harris at quarterback. Now for UTSA, their starting running back will be Kavorian Barnes. There are two injuries to their running back unit, and Kavorian Barnes has kind of been the you know, the leader the most recently. He's topped 20 fantasy points three times since he's been the starter. And the last time he played against North Texas, he was still the backup, but he did have five fantasy points. So if you're playing a running back from Texas San Antonio, it needs to be Kavorian Barnes. Now, UTSA, we really do like their receiver options. Um, Generally speaking, all their targets are very concentrated. At the start of the year, they all went to a combination of Zachary Franklin and Joshua Cephas and Corian Clark. 
Well, here's the issue now. DeCorey and Clark has been out with a season-ending injury for the past few weeks. So the targets have gotten even more concentrated. They've been pretty much solely to Zachary Franklin and Joshua Cephas. If you're playing one of them, my preference would be Franklin. But if you're stacking them with Frank Harris, I think you got to play both of them. And when you talk about that DeCorey and Clark injury, there has been one beneficiary, really, that is worth playing, and that is Tyke Ogle-Kellogg. He had 27 fantasy points last week, and he is still near the minimum price on both sites. So if you are looking to get creative with a UTSA stack, Ogle Kellogg would be the guy that I would recommend going with, even though I totally think you could just stick with Franklin and Cephas if you wanted to make that work. Now on the North Texas side of things, they've got quarterback Austin on, who like I read somewhere, he's like 30. Uh, I believe he played minor league baseball for a while, and now he's just playing college quarterback. He's like, he's older than me, I believe. So, anyway, um, personally, looking at Austin on, he's a good quarterback. Like, he's not a bad player, but it's hard to get excited about in fantasy. Just, I, I don't really see the ceiling there that I see with Frank Harris, and I'm just not really as intrigued to play him as the other options on this slate. Now, granted, I'm not the only one that has those opinions. So if you're looking to be contrarian, if you're looking to be different, he's a guy that you can go with that's going to be low-owned, and he's going to you know, come with that leverage against the rest of the field you're playing against. Another interesting tidbit, though, is that he did have 26 fantasy points last time they played UTSA. 26 fantasy points would get the job done. North Texas is a team that loves to run the football, and they do have a new running back um, with their injury to the starter, Attaway. The new starting running back has been Akaika Ragsdale, and he's got double-digit carries in four straight games. He's very affordably priced, and I think that if you're playing a North Texas running back, he needs to be the guy you play. Personally, I'm not really interested in any North Texas wide receivers. They're Unlike UTSA, their target shares are not as concentrated and they're not consistent. So there's not really that one or two guys that we just know, hey, that guy's a lock to get 15 points. That guy's a lock to get 12 points. They just don't have those guys. They're very inconsistent. Their target shares are very inconsistent. So if you're stacking with Austin on, absolutely play some North Texas receivers, but I'm not really interested in them just as one-offs or individuals. All right, so that does it for the Conference USA game. Let's take a quick breather and then talk about the Pac-12 game. So the Pac-12 championship game between Utah and USC. Look, I don't really need to break any news to you about Caleb Williams and Cameron Rising, the two quarterbacks in this game. Um, Caleb Williams, just he's been outstanding all season. He's, he might walk away with the Heisman Trophy at the end of this one. I was really, really hoping that Kansas would beat Kansas State last week and we could get a B. John Robinson Heisman moment this week for Texas, but uh, it didn't happen. And I think that Caleb Williams is currently the favorite. If you are somebody who likes to bet on the Heisman Trophy, bet on him now before Friday because it's very possible that he just absolutely goes off in this game. Both him and Cam Rising were incredible the last time they played, and I expect it to be the same between them two again. Now, the running back position is where this slate gets interesting. USC running back Austin Jones has had at least 21 fantasy points in three straight games since Travis Dye got hurt, and that's pretty significant. Travis Dye and Austin Jones were splitting carries with Dye getting more of the work, and now Austin Jones is getting all of the work. So Austin Jones, very interesting play. Now the Utah running back is currently Micah Bernard. He is really in a committee, though. Tavion Thomas has been the starter, and he is declared for the NFL draft. He's I believe he's got some kind of injury that he's going to miss the games anyway, but he went ahead and declared for the draft. And so he's currently in a committee. 
Now, another option that is worth considering at running back, Darwin Barlow of USC is just a really big physical runner. Um, he might be a guy that they turn to to steal some carries from Austin Jones, but I don't really think he's that intriguing. If you're looking to get different, he would be a guy to get different. Now, here's where the running back position gets interesting. Utah, their leading rusher last week was Jaquindon Jackson. The interesting part about that, Jaquindon Jackson is listed as a quarterback on DraftKings and FanDuel. He has switched positions with the injury to Tavion Thomas, and he is seeing the field at running back. He had 10 carries for 117 yards and three touchdowns, which is good for 32 fantasy points last game against Colorado. So he's very cheap also. So what this boils down to is if you want to play a Utah running back, it's Jaquindon Jackson. He's, he's the guy to play, but he's not a running back. He's listed as a quarterback, but he's so cheap. He's $4,500 on DraftKings, and he's so cheap that honestly, if you were telling me that I was playing a running back with that profile at $4,500, I'd be all over it. But the issue is if you want to play him, you got to play him at QB or at Superflex. So you're only playing one other real quarterback if you play Jaquin and Jackson. So what's going to be interesting to see is how many people actually go that route because what that will allow you to do is that will allow you to get exposure to all of the high-priced receivers and running backs if you play Jaquin and Jackson at your quarterback or super flex. But like I said, you're capping your upside just a little bit because you're not going to get two true quarterbacks. But like I said, at the price tag, I really like his game regardless of position. So I don't know. I might make a lineup with Jaquin and Jackson and one without Jaquin and Jackson, but I really think he is the most intriguing play on this slate, and it's going to be really interesting to see what people do with him. He might come in super highly owned. He might come in not owned at all. I don't really know. I don't really know how people are going to treat this. I don't really know how many people know about this. So he's definitely the big wild card on this slate. Utah quarterback slash running back Jaquin and Jackson. All right, so for the USC wide receivers, Jordan Addison is the best one, no question. And then there's a big gap. And then we've got Mario Williams and Washington. And to me, if you're playing Caleb Williams, you've got to play at least two of those guys. I would probably prefer Mario Williams to Taj Washington. I just think when you look at the course of the season, Mario Williams has been a better football player, even though he's been you know, kind of dealing with an injury for the second half of the season. For the Utah wide receivers, Dalton Kincaid, who is actually a tight end, is their best option. He is their significant uh, number one receiver. So you got Kincaid and then a gap. And then Devon Vela is also a pretty solid target. He's a pretty consistent playmaker in that Utah offense. And then there's a big gap before you get to their wide receiver three, and that would be Jalen Dixon. I would not be playing a Utah wide receiver outside of that. Like I said, if you want to squeeze in these high-priced receivers, if you're not really interested in playing the lower-priced receivers, use Jaquin and Jackson at your quarterback or Superflex to get yourself some salary relief. All right, y'all. So that does it for the Friday slate. So like I said, two very interesting games. Going to be very interested to see how the field treats Jaquin and Jackson. And going to be interested to see you know, how these games shake out. We've got two games who both project to have a lot of scoring. And so I don't know if stacking one of them is going to end up being, you know, the winning play or not. Because in small game slates, it usually is. But when it's two games that are evenly matched like this, it can genuinely go either way. All right. So as a reminder, if you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. And follow me on Twitter for some stats and facts that I did not get to during the episode. 
Hopefully, listening to this gave you guys an edge, gave you guys some guys that you can get in your lineups this Friday night. And stay tuned for the Saturday episode. It is coming up later this morning. Check out the episode or the podcast episode feed. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next time. <music>